Hello and welcome once again to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I'm Chris Levine and I will be your host again this time around. Well, it's that time again. I have collected questions that you've sent in and I'll attempt to answer them in this part two of a potentially ongoing series called Ask Me Stuff. Uh, If you have questions for another time, just ask away at our website and I'll pass the address along at the end. So let's get right into it. This is a good question. Chris, are your favorite records ones that make you happy or ones that make you feel more melancholy? That's a nice question. First off, I love happy music. Uh, Why wouldn't I? But I have to say the records that wreck me are the ones that honestly one could say are maybe less happy. What's funny is that sometimes there's a contradiction. Uh, Reggae music, for example, it pulls a one-two punch because the music is uplifting and joyous. But a lot of times the words aren't, except maybe for love songs. A lot of it's protest music or just really strong political statement music, but the music is so delightful that you you kind of are in the middle. But other music in general, I like to feel something. And the more melancholy or melancholier ones seem to resonate with me a little bit more. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the most sunshiny of the sunshine pop available, like the free design is totally wonderful and I love it, but they don't necessarily captivate me the same way as say the Velvet Underground does. Good question. Here's another one. Are there songs that you turn up loud when they come on the radio that would surprise us? (laughs) I don't know. I, I, let's say, I'll say yes. I mean, I don't think it will surprise you that I like them, but it may surprise you that I crank them. For example, dude, I don't care what is going on in my world. For some reason, unknown to man, when the song Electric Avenue comes on the radio, it's on. I crank that sucker so loud that it's quite possible that Eddie Grant can actually hear me listening to his song while he's in Guyana. God bless you, Eddie Grant, and especially your weird synthetic motorcycle sounds. Another one that may surprise you that makes me all happy when it comes on and I crank it is Mickey by Tony Basil. This song it, it, it sounds like the equivalent of what it was like to freeze a Capri Sun in the summertime and eat it with a spoon as a kid. No one, no one should get as excited as I do when Mickey comes on. It's like I'm Tony Basil's proud dad or something. Another one. 
Cars by Gary Newman. That gets blasted. I hear that opening, and I reach for that volume knob with the intensity of a man trying his absolute best to outrun a train. Most of my other Turn Them Up Loud songs probably wouldn't surprise you that much, and they probably, some of them would be yours too. But anyway, I hope that answered your question. Well, here's another one. If you could only reread three music-themed books, which would they be? That's a good question because there's a lot of them that individually focus on a group or on a person. So I went for ones that basically were more comprehensive and covered more than one person or group. Uh, again, I got to be honest, I gravitate here toward the more sad ones. Uh, for that reason, I wouldn't necessarily recommend these books, but yes, they were compelling when I read them. Uh, the first one is a book entitled The Dark Stuff by Nick Kent. He saw, he knew, and he wrote about the most deplorable and worst possible times in the lives of people like Brian Wilson and Brian Jones. Uh, the title is totally apt. It's all really dark. He also gets into Neil Young, the New York Dolls, Sid Barrett, and just exposes these people as people. But again, people at their worst. It was compelling. So that's, that's one that I probably would read. Uh, another one would be a book by a person named James Miller that was titled Flowers in the Dustbin, The Rise of Rock and Roll, 1947 to 1977. I'm all over that. That's, that's my wheelhouse right there. This was a well-done book as well. It covers everything from the payola scandals to the marketing of what was known as black music to those who were known as white people. Uh, it handles how the music matures and kind of covers the roller coaster ride that took rock and roll music and turned it into rock music and everything in between, whether there was mob involvement and how the music changed the people that died through that time period. It's a good read. The third one is a book by Alan Cross that's part of a series that's called 20th Century Rock and Roll. Now, the one by Alan Cross that I'm going to specifically cite is a volume called Alternative Rock. So it's 20th Century Rock and Roll, Alternative Rock. It's pretty comprehensive, and it's a really good read. Um, I read the one in the series on psychedelic music, too. It was really good, but I really connected with the alt-rock one. Um, the author said up front that, I'm sorry, but your favorite band may not be in this book, but the ones included are there because of how influential they were on what was to follow musically. And I really like that approach. Uh, it also made a pretty clear path with who obviously influenced who and how the torch just kept getting passed forward. All right. So those are my three books. Thank you for asking. Here's an awesome question. One that deserves an answer. Flying or breathing underwater? 
which would you choose? Dude, I would be partying with the porpoises. Flying sounds intriguing, but I would be so self-conscious. I'd have to go down at least five pant sizes before I would publicly fly anywhere. You don't see too many caped, overweight superheroes that are flying, and I'm not about to become that poster boy anytime soon. But underwater, first off, there are pilot whales and other things that outweigh me down there. <laughs> and in the ocean, I'm simply just another dude in the ocean. I would very much go underwater at every opportunity possible. I love oceans. I love beaches, sea creatures, coral, waves, and being emerged in salt water. I wouldn't stay down there forever, but I'm sure that I would adjust quickly and would be happy to star, for example, in the long overdue sequel to the incredible Mr. Limpet, if asked. But maybe instead of assisting a military team, I could instead like guide people lost at sea back to where they belong. By the way, I never knew that the word limpet was more than just a happy name for the Don Knotts character in that movie. A limpet is actually a mollusk with a shell that holds onto rocks really tightly. Now you may be, maybe you knew that, but it was a recently acquired fun fact for me. All right, last one for this episode. Which episode of your podcast has made you be the most self-reflective and why? We have over a hundred of them now and they all mean something to me. There are bits and pieces of many of them that honestly, I can't believe that I said out loud and shared with you. But if I had to choose one specific episode, it would be the one called Moments in, Ti Moments in Time, our highlight reel. I like that episode because while I'm in no way somber, when I started getting reflective on a few things, I really went back mentally in time and got lost in those places when I was recording it, as well as if I happened to listen to it now. It was pretty moving for me. It was pretty intense. It's part you can't go back, but it's also part your heart can go back. It's also the episode that I got the strongest reaction from listeners as a whole about. Apparently, this resonated with people, and I hope it did it a good way. To me, it's a romantic episode without romanticizing, if that makes sense. Basically, for all of us that have hit a certain age and wonder what happened, where are we and who are we, it hits reasonably hard. So... If I had to pick one as a whole, it would be Moments in Time, our highlight reel. Hey, thanks for your questions. Again, I'm only going to do a couple of these at a time. If more come in, we'll do this again if you'd like, and I will decide that based on how many of you actually listen to it and enjoy it and give me some feedback. But for now, we have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to bring to life each episode musically. We have for you this time around an Ask Me Stuff Part 2 Refresher Playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast-Ask Me Stuff Part 2. Track 1, possibly the happiest song ever 
or at least one of them. I name-checked the free design. And this song is called Kites Are Fun. God bless you, free design. Number two is probably the least happy song of all time, or at least one of them. We name-check them as well. We have the Velvet Underground with the Alternate Universe Senior Prom Slow Dance from Gehenna favorite called The Black Angel's Death Song. So yeah, we're going to go <laughs> from Kites Are Fun to The Black Angel's Death Song. Number three. So check this out. Spotify doesn't have Electric Avenue on it. Those mercury drinking weasels. So I'm like, okay. I guess I'll try Mickey. And guess what? The original version of that's not there either. Why? I don't know. But I do have some good news, though. Guess what was there? A Spanish version. So track number three is the Spanish version of Mickey by Tony Basil. You are so welcome. By the way, I don't speak Spanish, but just listening to it, this is a really bad translation of that song. It's a loose translation at best. But you know what? Who cares? I mean, I don't care. Do you? Number four, Flower by Soundgarden. Number five, Leonard Cohen with By the River's Dark. Number six, a song that I have loved since I was a wee lad in school in the 1980s. It's called Behind the Sun, and it's by a very, very young Red Hot Chili Peppers. Partying with the Dolphins. Number seven, We Stay in the Ocean with the song The Mermaids by Jack Roberts. Number eight, Supergrass with All Right. Number nine, Sentimental Journey by the amazing Esquivel and his orchestra. And number 10, a band called the Neurotic Outsiders that included Steve Jones of the Sex Pistols, Matt Sorum and Duff McKagan of Guns N' Roses, and John Taylor of Duran Duran, who actually sings on this one. The song is called Feelings Are Good. Try to get a visual of those people. <laughs> Steve Jones, Matt Sorum, and Duff McKagan. That kind of works. Then John Taylor standing there looking like, like which one doesn't belong. But it, it was pretty cool. Anyway, this song is really great. I love the way they recorded it. And Feelings Are Good is a great, great way to end this playlist. So that's our new playlist. Again, you can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Ask Me Stuff Part 2. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show. Our demographics report shows that we now have listeners in Brighton, Massachusetts. That's a brand new spot for us. So welcome to Refresher. Hey, before I get into how you can contact us and all that good stuff, I wanted to just say a couple things. Did you know that plants improve the air around you and they actually are known scientifically to improve your mood? Seriously. Well, Leafy is the world's first ever 
patented self-watering plant container. And they not only sell the containers, but they have a variety of plants that they hope you'll take with you when you go out and do things. So check out their awesome site at www.leafve.com. That's leafy.com. We also have friends at DesignCraft. It's the forefront of the millwork industry. They're constantly innovating to meet custom needs. You can check out their work at www.dezignkraft.com. Like craft work, like Kraftwerk. The Managing Expectations podcast is a podcast for interesting people by interesting people wading into all the things that make them interesting music art books movies and generally the passing scene check them out at their website which is managing now this show simply would not exist without you if you could all do me a favor please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends we're growing and we're growing pretty big and it's all grassroots So we appreciate everything that you've done so far. If you happen to have social media and you want to put it on there, that would be wonderful if you're comfortable doing that. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. It can be as little as 99 cents a month. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you're so inclined, that would be great. But whether you do or don't, feel free to listen anytime. And please note that all of my books where I've interviewed various musicians and singers and artists and actors and so forth, as well as all of our t-shirts and merch for Refresher, can be found at our website, which is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. That is refresherpodcast.yolasite. And if you go to the contact page, you can go ahead and drop us some more questions for Ask Us stuff, if that's something that you've enjoyed up to this point. You know, as always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. And you know what's funny? I've been getting steadily over the months a question being asked to me. Who is this John Villafuerte? Well, the song is called A Day Late, and John Villafuerte wrote the song. If you don't know who John Villafuerte is, dude, that's on you. That's I don't expect me to introduce you to everything. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. See you next time.